All right, welcome back to How to Survive Dance Studio Life. My name is Amanda Scott, and I have the pleasure of speaking once again with Tiffany Henderson, who is an industry expert and the owner of seven dance studio locations in California and the creator and founder of Twinkle Star Dance. Tiffany and I are excited to have you join us today as we dive into a series called Revenue and Recital. This week is part one, revenue, and we are going to talk about money. Let's get started. Tiffany, in our conversations about preparing for this season, you said you were focusing on revenue and recital. Can you share some insight as to why? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, as small business owners and being mostly female, we all struggle you know, with balance. Um, and as I thought more about what puts us out of balance, it occurred to me that we, you know, we plan a lot of extra things like events and re uh, rehearsals that don't really contribute to the overall financial health of our studios and really cause us to become uh, far too stressed and and really make it hard for us to relax at home. Um, and I think we're often totally overwhelmed and confused about where to put all of our energy. Um, there's so much going on. It's like, what is the most important thing? Yes, yes, absolutely. I struggle with this as a working mom and find it challenging to try to manage a household, my personal and professional life, relationships. Um, I mean, I'm constantly trying to outsource things like using a grocery delivery app or something like that. Um, so what are some ways in your business that you manage your time and decide where you're going to put your energy? Yeah, I think... Um just clearing the distractions, which for me actually can be like social media or obsessing over whatever crisis of the moment um, is happening at the studio. You know, sometimes I'll go to do something like, okay, I need to go email this person. And I go to do that. And at the same time, I get a notification that somebody liked one of my pictures from my cruise. And now I'm completely an hour later going, what in the world was I supposed to be doing? Um, so, you know, really trying to find those moments where you can just be um, focused and then also to simplify the calendar. So as I as I mentioned earlier, you know, uh, we take on a lot of different events and uh, there's these carnivals and then there's this thing we can do. And there's a lot of options for us as studio owners, which is really fun. Um, but sometimes we put too much on our calendars um, and we then now we're overwhelmed and we've got too much to do and we're losing focus of the most important thing. So eliminating extra events that don't contribute to the overall goal and focus of our studio um, and the ones, the things that yield the most revenue and keep us healthy. Um, and sometimes we don't even know what that is, but I figured out what that is. And that is your dance class revenue and your recital. So I'm not just talking spring recital, maybe a holiday show or anything you're doing in-house where you're producing um, the performance or the production. Um, and also, like I said, your dance class revenue. So that is, that's it. That's the lion's share of, of what we're doing in this business. And sometimes we get um, distracted um, from that goal and focusing on that because of all the other things that are going on. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny when you put it that way, it seems so simple. Like, um, you know, of course, we need to focus on our dance classes and recitals. Um, but why do you think it is that we tend to overcomplicate things? Yeah, I think there's two reasons. I think the first one's emotional. Um, we are very closely tied, as we should be, to the well-being of our dancers. Um, and we can place about 100% of our focus on training maybe our more intensive dancers. 
and of course, we're obsessing over the creative side of our job. And that's the fun side. That's why we're doing this. We love dance and movement and costumes, choreography and um, ideas. Um, and that can take 100% of your focus. And sometimes maybe it should. Um, but that's one of the reasons that we become distracted. The second one is that I think that we're mostly, I'm sure there's some exceptions to this role, but sort of right side brained, right? We're not really um, that interested in the accounting part of our business and making sure every line item, every dollar and cent is going into the right category. Um, but this is actually very, very important. And the reason um, that sometimes it isn't clear to us that our two biggest resources of revenue and class tuition and recital are what we should be focusing on because we're lumping in our accounting all of our pass-through revenue into our general account ledger. Someone's, you might be listening to this and go, what in the heck is she talking about? Well, when if I'm talking to a dance studio owner when I'm doing my consulting and I say, tell me what your last month's monthly tuition was, and they give me a number, but I realize there's no way that's the number based on 200 students. Oh, it's because we put our costumes in there and we put our we also run our competition fees through that, you know, in that one summary that we're bringing up. So when I'm asking them for reports or when they're when you go back and you're looking at your report and go, how much money am I making in class tuition versus other things? It's very hard to get that answer if we are lumping everything together. Um, and if it wasn't, honestly, my mom is my controller, my accountant um, at the studio and has been since I opened. And if it wasn't for her, I would 100 percent be still doing I, I would still be doing that. And I wouldn't understand what was really happening. So so once we separate our accounting, you'll find the cornerstone of the business, which is where all the money is coming in and actually has a chance of staying. You know, when we talk about pass-through, pass-through is money we're collecting on behalf of another vendor. So if we're collecting money for costumes, we're going to take it in and then we're going to give it back out. Same thing for competition fees. Um, so that is, it may look really healthy on some months, but at the end of the year, you're going, why is it not, why, where's the profit? You know, where's the money that's left over? Um, and that, and that's really why. So keeping that simplified. And so the, those two reasons, you know, emotionally, um, we, we just get distracted. And then the other part is that we're not, we need to be more organized in our accounting. Yeah, I think it was um, Joe Tremaine who said during his acceptance speech that it's called show business for a reason and that you need to have your business in order if you want to be successful. Um, what does that mean? Yeah, I think that what that means is that once you determine and figure out, okay, class dance class tuition, which we knew from the very beginning, was was the crux of our business, then we need to focus our entire energies on making every class at our studios excellent. Um, so it really is still, uh, again, with a dance studio business, It's I love what he said because it's very true. It's a show. It's a business. But we have to focus on both, which is really, this is why this is very difficult. Um, most people, and I always use the example of the sandwich shop, but if they owned a Subway sandwich store, they're going to focus on selling sandwiches. They're not so much focusing on also, you know, putting on a show while they're doing it, but that's what we have to do. So so knowing that this is the, the biggest part of our business and what's going to yield us the most profit um, and make our businesses thrive, um, we have to pay attention to exactly what is being taught in every one of our class. So you have to know you have to know exactly what your teachers are doing. Um, so maybe instead of attending a dance festival 
with 20 of your company kids, we need to replace that time with more teacher training sessions because your teachers need resources, support, and motivation. And we need to dedicate more time to focus on helping them become the best they can be. And this is not to be confused with allowing your teaching team to bring their own dance school philosophy to yours. You know, they have to adopt and believe in your mission and overall goals for your studio and your students. So you have to be clear with your mission from the very start so that both parties, yourself and your teaching team or your teacher, understand if working on your team is the right decision for both of you. Um, because you want to make the dancers at any age or level fall in love with dance. That's what is going to make you the most successful. Um, and this is the this is only done through having them experience movement. So less talking and instructing in the first few weeks and more movement will help retain um, more beginner and preschool dancers. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think, you know, I think that going back to talking about the show business part, you know, if, of course, we're making so again, it's like, OK, we have to make sure that our teachers have what they need. But at the same time, we have to insert our energy into that classroom like we would be teaching the classes, you know, and I think that's what's hard about it. Definitely. Yeah, that's a really good point. I know a lot of the studio owners that we work with um, through Twinkle Star Dance or through uh, Diamond Circle uh, don't realize that, okay, I'm a teacher. I love to teach. But once they open a business, now they are a teacher of teachers. They have to manage, you know, that aspect of their business as well. Absolutely. So I think um, one of the things we could do if you're listening to this podcast is ask yourself some questions to sort of find out where you are in and where you need to focus more of your energy or maybe say, okay, I'm definitely doing more too much of this and I need to go back to the cornerstone of my business. So um, I think what the first question would be, do you know exactly what is being taught in all of your classes, specifically your preschool or elementary school aged um, class ages? Um, so if a mom called and asked about the content of these classes, could you answer honestly? You know, if they're calling and saying, you know what, my Susie's taking the mini jazz class on Tuesdays at 4.15. And it just seems that they're just doing too much stretching. And they're stretching for the whole class. And you're thinking to yourself, oh my gosh, they might be, right? But you're going to answer the question of like, of course they're not. Of course they're doing all these things. Um, and, and, you know, in any case, that could be happening even if you're doing your best job. But at that point, you know to go to that teacher and say, I've told you that we don't stretch that long. So at least you know hey, I, I've given them a roadmap. I know what is supposed to be happening. Um, and I can answer that question honestly and let that teacher know, or that, I'm sorry, that parent know um, that you will go and speak to that teacher about what is happening. So I think that's the first question. The second one um, is, do your teachers understand and represent your studio philosophy and mission? Um, is, is this a conversation that has happened once or not at all with your teachers? Um, and maybe do you know what this is for yourself now? And has that changed since you first opened your studio? I think it can change. I'm going into my 20th year. And I think if I had written down exactly what I wanted to accomplish or what, you know, what my mission was for the dancers at the end of their time at my studio, it's probably very different than it is now. Um, and so maybe either you have you've never done it because you've just been so busy. Right. Or maybe we need to go back to that and just revise it and make sure 
that we sit down with our teachers and our staff and make sure they understand what the common goal is. The third one is, are you afraid to give your teachers direction? And conversely, are you afraid to give them any control? Right. So I've, you know, it's like, oh, no, I, I, don't, I can't tell them what to do because they have their own class and, and then they'll or maybe they'll quit, you know, or I don't want them to have any control and I'm giving them everything here, but I'm not going to give them any motivation. I'm going to keep them like an arm's length away because I don't trust that they're going to stay and do the right thing. Do you know what I mean? So it's kind of like I think as studio owners, sometimes we can feel both ways. Um and so asking ourselves that question and finding out where you are will help you get to the place where you can be a partner with your teaching team. They know that you're in charge, but you you are helping them become the best they can be. So if the answers to any of these questions lead you to believe that you need to do some work in this area, you're definitely not alone. Um, I think that as studio dance studio um, owners, we've all completely underestimated the amount of energy and time it takes to manage any group of humans. You know what I mean? So we, we thought, okay, we're going to come in and open the studio. We probably taught most of the classes ourselves and we realized, well, this is really hard. This is exhausting. We can't do this. And so then we hired people. But when we hired those people, we didn't account for the energy and time it was going to take to make them a part of our organization. But the good news is that your studio will start to thrive when you refocus your energy back into your classes and your teachers. And it really is that simple. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, Tiffany. I know that's something that you're kind of implementing at your studios um, out in California. If someone wanted to connect with you after they hear the podcast, maybe have some more questions about how you hire, manage, or train your teachers, where can they find you? Yeah, absolutely. You can find me on Facebook just as Tiffany Henderson. Also, my email address is tiffany at tiffanydance.com. And I would love to connect with anybody um, who has questions or um, just go forward with their teachers or really refocus their energy um, back into the most important part of their studio. Great. And uh, don't forget to turn in, tune in next week for part two of our series where we're going to talk about recital. All right. Thanks, everyone.